Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola. Joining us on the remote is Jason Cross. Hello. In studio with Lane Johnson. Hey. And our producer, Dan Masuoka, the most important man in the room. Good morning, Roman. What a morning. What, what a morning. morning. What a morning. Yeah. It's pouring here in San Francisco. So it's sorry for the late start. It's all my fault. Traffic is I'll, bad. I'll take, it's not I'll, your I'll, fault. I'll take it's the blame. Else's I'll take the blame fault. today. <laughs> so apologies for being late. But uh, we should have a pretty good show for you today. Today we're going to talk about uh, your hot takes. So the other day we asked uh, on Twitter for people's thoughts and opinions on Apple and technology uh, to reply with their hot takes on Twitter. And we got a lot of good ones this week. Uh, fortunately, we're not going to be able to talk about all of them. Right. So, But we'll, we selected a few of them that we uh, could cover and so why don't we just get right into it? So, Because we've got several to talk about. And I'm happy so. for that because we yes. asked last time and y'all didn't give us that many. <laughs> These are actually good. Yeah. <laughs> last time was, was it like before the holiday? Yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, people are kind of preoccupied and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, we got some good ones this week. So let's, why don't we just uh, get, jump into it. So, let's do it. Oh, clear my throat. The first hot take <laughs> is from... At DFKing66, and his hot take is, it's time for an overhaul of the desktop OS. It's boring and uninspiring. So I, I don't know, man. You know, I was thinking about this one last <laughs> night. So I, I agree. You know, the whole kind of way des- desktop OSs in general, if you include, like, Windows yeah. and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, other uh, other interfaces, they all follow the same kind of methodology. Mm-hmm. So files, folders, yeah. a, you know, a desktop and stuff. And, you know, so Apple's, so I'm trying to organize my thoughts as I, I, as I do this. So the Macintosh is kind of like, you know, went through system five, six, and then the major upgrade was system seven, but the same core same usability core. was still there. Mm-hmm. Then it was... OS 10, but the same core usability was still there. And then they switched from OS 10, which was more of a nomenclature change than an operability change, Mm -hmm. to Mac OS, to where we are now. And Mac OS has kind of uh, embraced some some iOS functionality. You right, know, with that that launch pad thing that is right. looks like you're looking at an iPad screen or something. Right, and I was trying to think. There's a reason why we keep using these the same methodology because it works. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know even going to go back to a Windows because I, I work kind of keep my foot in the same you know into the two different ecosystems. At home, I work on a PC, and uh, but uh, you know I have to admit I just love coming back to the Mac. It, it feels more. I don't know how to put it when I use it. Over you know Mac OS over Windows, it's more like I'm u- working with Mac. I'm using uh, like I have a table in front of me and I'm moving the papers about, and uh, it, it feels a little bit a lot more intuitive and you know to my to my workflow. And uh, mm-hmm. I just I actually like the design. It's almost one of those things. If it's don't if it's not broke, don't fix it. And you know I I if I really fear if they try to do like some big overhaul of Mac OS, you know, it'll be something. That people really won't like. So, people really rely on that that um, 
the knowing what they're doing with Mac OS and not having to relearn things. And right. and I think even if it's better, there'd be this big period of adjustment where everyone says it's worse. People hate interface changes, even when they're yeah. like demonstrably better because they get used to something, you get muscle memory and stuff. But it is going through changes. I mean, we get things like dark mode. Like you said, we got the launch pad and stuff and they got rid of all those widget things that used to be so prominent. Mm -hmm. Like they decided people aren't using this. <laughs> um, you know, and they've added multiple virtual desktops and all this other stuff. Uh, and now the next sort of evolution is that they're the Marzipan stuff where they're making it so that it's easy to take the interface foundations that people use to make iOS apps mm -hmm. for like iPad and run those on a Mac. Yeah. So it's not just like run iOS apps on a Mac, but all the same API calls for interface stuff. They're, they're making those things yeah. work. So it's really easy. And right now it's just news stocks and was it recorder, mm -hmm. I think. Um, but the idea is they're opening that up to developers maybe with this next version of Mac OS. Yeah. So we'll see a lot of that. And that'll, I feel like that's going to change some of what we expect. It's not the core of what Mac OS's design is, but the way apps look and operate will probably be a little different. Um, I was asking a friend, you know, going back to the design, and, you know, as a Windows user, what he didn't like about it. He's like, oh, it's those big old icons. Well, here's the thing about that. I have my dock where it's so small you can barely see it on my screen. Yeah, just resize them. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you could do that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. Yeah. Uh, Rafa on Twitter says that they like that. OS look, um, but they do wish that the widgets would be nice over the notification sidebar. Okay. Um, yes. And, and then yeah. I'll just I was, that notification sidebar thing could use a little work. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I wonder how much of it, or I guess this is I don't know if this is just amusing or a question, but I feel like as I've gotten older, mm -hmm. my willingly my willingness to to these changes and like new uh, user interfaces has become more and more difficult mm -hmm. so like when instagram came out uh, or not instagram but when snapchat came out i was like i don't understand <laughs> yeah. how this thing works at all it doesn't make any sense i don't want to use it and yeah. i wonder if people right. you know kind of go through that same thing yeah and i wonder how much of that is just like you know also with age <laughs> See, that's yeah. the thing. As a technology yeah, journalist, and I think we can all say this, that's part of it, is you don't want to get, fall into that old man routine. It was like, oh, it just works <laughs> yeah, better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Snapchat did have problems where it doesn't lead you to how to use it at all. It doesn't explain anything, and there's no obvious hints. That but, you just swipe and something happens. And sure. You go, well, why is that that thing? <laughs> that's what we say, but I feel like you know, younger you know, teens are like, nah, that's intuitive. Uh, Easy to me. Right. Yes. There's very much a generational aspect to it. Mm. So once and, you learn it, yeah. yeah, yeah, the way you learn it, and and I think the thing is now the the methods that we use now are all second nature to all of us. Yes. So they're, it's they're, it's very fast and efficient. It may not be inspiring, but I don't know if I need inspiration from my yeah. UI. I, I don't know. There's one area that's been persistent on the Mac that I kind of wish they'd get rid of, and I know people aren't going to like it, is I don't like the persistent um, menu bar. Menu bar. Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah. That, that you have to select which, especially as, as we get to bigger, higher res displays and you have multiple windows showing, it's like it's the menu bar for whichever window's active. Mm -hmm. But you, you kind of, you're trying to have multiple windows active in a way. Yeah. Like you're really trying to use multiple things at once. And I like it better on windows where they put that, in each app has its own menu bar 
as part of in the app window. And a lot of apps these days hide it and you just show it when you need to show it. Uh, I, I wish the Mac would kind of get to that point, but it, there is some consistency between that and that sort of menu bar that you see on iOS where, you know, you've right. got your connections and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people, I don't, I think a lot of Mac users like that about the Mac, but it's, it's always driving me nuts. And I always, I always want that little quarter inch back. <laughs> I want to put windows up there. Well, you could, you could work in everything in full screen mode to get rid of it. Yeah, but then you, but <laughs> yeah. then you, when you need to do it, when you need to go to the file menu or something, right. it's not, it's yeah, it's not all right. Yeah. It's I, I actually do that a lot on my MacBook where the screen is really small, because you know I do a lot of full screen and I just put different apps on different virtual desktops and swipe between them. Yeah, yeah. Because I need the space, yes. but yeah. it's not on an iMac or something. It's just not as it's not really necessary. Yeah, it's funny and to I, me. I, it's not. Not that, yes. I, I I like writing in full screen, but this this is so stupid. But I feel like I'm missing out on something because you know that'll sometimes hide like the notifications coming in from Slack and stuff. So, I feel but that's guilty. the point. Yes. You want to be missing something. You're trying to focus. Yeah. But then it'd be, and then I'm like to you guys, oh, I'm sorry, I missed this. And I was like, that dang it. Yeah. So, yeah. so Solo King is asking, uh, when is uh, the next update? And I guess you know also. When that new full re- full update happens, how drastically different do you think it's going to be? So the funny thing is, when WWDC rolls around, mm-hmm. they that's always usually it, it, it's it, that's usually when they do major updates. And a month for the past few years, the majority of WWDC's keynote has been devoted to iOS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, but that is where they announce the the macOS, right? But what happens is they 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 spend all this time on iOS and then it's Mac OS's turn and I get all excited and then it's done in about five or ten minutes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. this is it. Dark Ooh. mode. Okay, moving on. So, no. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I think uh, last last year was actually kind of exciting because they it did was. that big thing where like, right. you know, are we combining Mac OS yes. They had that big no, no. sign. Yeah. That no. Giant no came down. Um, but yeah, so we always hear about it at, at WWDC. It always l- releases in the fall. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, and and uh, we don't have any reason to expect different this year. And will it be a major overhaul? I, I don't know. We know the major thing that's coming that we only really know is coming is that Marzipan interface, where they're yeah. they're testing it internally now with Apple apps. But the idea that they're going to make it really easy for people to bring iOS apps to the Mac. We know that's going to be a big feature. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to show anything at this WWDC. They might preview it. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's ready to be released this year. I, I have no idea. I haven't talked to anyone or, yeah. or heard anything. It seems a little soon, but I, I don't know. You know, I have, I'm guess totally guessing. So, But I guess my point is all of that, hopefully maybe this year, there will be a little more excitement in terms of the Mac OS yeah. segment because of Marzipan. But yeah. I wouldn't bet on it. It might be a little too early. But who For knows? what it's worth, I really like Mojave. I, I, so. It's one of my favorite. Me too, yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's also, you know, uh, speculation is high that this is the year they finally release that new Mac Pro. Right. Mm-hmm. So it could so be tight. There could be tight. Could be, there could be uh, features yeah. that people who buy like a $5,000 many core super high-end mm-hmm. machine yeah. really want and need. So, so well... Thanks to uh, DF King sixty six for that hot take. We'll move on to our next hot take from D Fan Steel. 
And he says, MagSafe was the best thing Apple put on a laptop. Removing it in order to shave off a few millimeters misunderstands what makes a laptop great. Yeah, MagSafe, MagSafe was pretty great. Yeah, yep. you know, if, if MagSafe was one of those features that was sort of overlooked, and then when it went away, everybody was like, no, bring it back. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so I can appreciate the idea that they want they want to get rid of these single purpose things like like the USB-C port. It's yeah. great because you can charge. They they always do Thunderbolt, so it's external. Almost always do Thunderbolt, so it's external displays. Your charger then can charge more than just your Mac. Uh, that really wasn't much of a deal until just this year when the iPad Pro went to USB-C. But mm-hmm. you know, ideally, it's not going to be like, well, I have to bring this charger, and all this does is charge my Mac. Yeah. You know, uh, so I can appreciate that idea, but they. It's not like they didn't replace it with something better. <laughs> and they didn't really embrace USB-C throughout the ecosystem. It's it's kind of a such a Mac thing with the exception of the brand new iPad Pro. Everything else is still lightning. It just doesn't. And USB-A connections on chargers. Yeah. And, Dang, it's dark out yeah. there. Uh, so, yeah, they didn't really they didn't make the most of getting rid of. MagSafe, but that 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 overall principle of like they keep doing these things to shave a few millimeters here and there, you know, to me the keyboard exemplifies that the most. Yeah, they made this really short throw, really shallow keyboard that at best people have mixed opinions about, and some people really hate, you know, and and they used to have the best keyboard ever, and it's like, well, stop chasing thinness at the cost of the things that make our our Macs great, right? Yeah. You know, I was looking forward to, you know, remember that was that rumor or maybe it was even a report going around that Apple was bringing in real people like writers and designers and saying, this is how we really want to use this uh, machine. And so I hope maybe they, you know, people, t- they take that input more seriously because. Yeah, people to actually work on campus and watch the way they work and stuff like that. Yeah. There was Video a time editors. when you would go to a press junket and you would see nothing but a whole little orchard of glowing Apple logos. And you don't see that that much anymore. And not, Apple not really needs to, yeah, they need to realize that that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think the Mac Pro is probably the first machine we're going to see that would really stand the chance of having that, that group you're talking about, that pro group that worked within Apple so that Apple could learn from them. Like for them to have real input on the core of the design of the thing, like I think the Mac Pro is going to be the first system yeah. where that. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see if that really means something or not. But I'd like to see that carry through to right. MacBooks and everything else. Yeah, I'm like hoping... I can't stand that they got rid of the USB A ports. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Everything's yeah. USB A. <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah, Apple does have a reputation of you know pushing people towards the next technology, but sometimes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you have to do a reality check too, and yeah. USB A is u- ubiquitous. It's it's here. It's going to be here for a while still. And- There's a part of me though that you thinks back. You know, I was using these things like 15 years ago. It, yeah. it is it is time for a change. I mean, that's I, ancient I, history I, and technology. Hundred percent agree that I wish the world would embrace USB C. But the fact of the matter is that from this thing to <laughs> you know all these things that people have, and they're not like. They're just not making USB-C versions of a lot of these things, and especially stuff that pros use, like audio decks and stuff that don't get updates every year, and all mm-hmm. this. You know, they're not. Yeah. 
they're they're stuck in USB-A, and now you've got dongles and hubs. and uh. Yeah. There are a couple of uh, MagSafe-type adapters for USB-C mm-hmm. so that they, they break away. Um, but oddly enough, they don't stick – like, um, I forget the name of the vendor who, you, who, who first created it now, but um, – it, they didn't keep it in stock very long. Oh, wow. it's, it's hard to buy. And then there was another yeah. vendor that came out with uh, a Thunderbolt C or USB C slash MagSafe adapter, and they kind of disappeared as well. So I don't know what the issue is in terms of. I mean, it, well, it still it still sticks out. So it's right. you know, so it's, it's, it's not like flush. Yeah, it's like yes, it breaks away, but then like if you were to kind of you know really smash you know like bump against the actual joint mm-hmm. then it's not really helping you that much yeah i, yeah. I mean it's it's, right. it's protecting you from tripping over the cable right. i guess right yeah yep. and especially so. when you have these ridiculously expensive macbook pros and stuff you know i don't feel when i type on the 12 inch Mac, macbook i don't feel as much of a need because that thing's battery will last forever but you know the macbook pro 15 inch i think runs out of battery in like an hour so you know so you already have this expensive thing and you're gonna have to all, almost certainly keep it plugged in and yeah, and if somebody trips on that, there goes like three thousand dollars off the yeah. table. And there was like no real technological reason that they needed to upgrade it. Like it, you know, the pins on the on the current, you know, whatever the five pin version um, of the MagSafe had enough power to to handle all the laptops. So it's not like they needed to. Oh upgrade yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't a power issue. It's right. it's a it's only about. Saving space, probably internal space, mm-hmm. by not having single purpose these single right. purpose connections and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the the single cord thing is is a real ideal. I I do like you were saying that you don't need to have these different cords. You know, one does one specific thing, but yeah, it was nice. But but Apple isn't getting there. Like yeah. they're not they're not packaging iPhones with USB C chargers. Like even if they keep Lightning, so if I got to plug my iPhone into my Mac. My MacBook laptop, I have to have a dongle. Yeah. <laughs> the latest the rumors. USB-A, yeah. Or I have to go buy the USB C lightning cable right. for 40 bucks. Right. Like, ah. Uh. Yeah. And I was very strongly in the camp that the next iPhones will have USB-C, but apparently the latest rumors who say that's not the case, who know if that's really true or not, but that just shows that Apple still isn't fully moving away from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was just cleaning out my house uh, the other day over the weekend, and I have this hard drive that's FireWire 800. Mm, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, now how am I going to... Because I don't think I have any way of figuring that one out right now. <laughs> I bet I bet you could take the drive out of the case right. and put it in a USB C drive. Uh, it's probably true. just the SATA drive inside. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to do some disassembly to, to get yeah. that. So yeah. Good lord. But they sell just enclosures. Once true, you get the drive true. out, that's not that hard. Yeah. That it's getting it open and getting it out. Yeah. But it's also Mac formatted. So well, yeah, you're gonna so have to plug it into buy. a Mac <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and get the data off. Yeah, yeah that'll be interesting. Um, speaking of uh, products or things that Apple should bring back, our next take is from Z1291, and he says, Apple needs to make another iPhone SE-sized phone and also re-optimize iOS for smaller displays. iOS 12 looks terrible on the iPhone SE. He also says edge-to-edge is not needed, just a better camera and processor. Mm-hmm. So I think we all agree that Apple should make a mm-hmm. smaller phone. Mm-hmm. So and 
Recently, yeah, we've talked about that a lot. There's there's yeah. obviously people who really care about that. Yeah. yeah. How many, we don't know, but they're vocal. Right. <laughs> For sure. And recently, Apple has been selling the iPhone SE on the clearance store, mm. or online clearance store, and they sell out quickly. Mm. Although mm -hmm. we don't know how what kind of inventory they have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that 100? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right. We don't know. We have 60 we need to get rid of. So, But they, they go out quickly, so much so that, like, I'll post an article about it and mm -hmm. check it, check the inventory like every 15 minutes. Uh -huh. And then usually within a couple hours, it's, they're all, they're sold out. So, but yeah, another uh, SE would, an SE two, mm -hmm. I don't know, a, a right. four inch phone seems to be. Yeah. Four, four and a half, something like that. It's just yes. something where you're not starting up near six inches yeah. yet. Yeah. Dan, you were a big proponent of the smaller phone. Yeah. I love small phones. Yeah. Are, and you, but you're using a. Uh, what are I, you using? I'm now? on the XS now. I I've gotten used to the size. My hands, like my fingers, still can't reach across the whole screen naturally all the time. So sometimes I still find it being like two hand, you know, two handed. I would still probably prefer it to be a little bit smaller. Oh, yeah. like some people, like you guys, yeah. I'll I'll go for the large ones. I'm still like, yeah. you know what? I would I would. Yeah, it's yeah. a 5.8 because it's tall with it's no tall. bezels. But if right. it was um, the same format, but like 5.2, just shrunk that much everywhere, that would be sort of the iPhone SE 2 if they were going to do the no bezel thing. Um, or they could do bezels. And um, the iOS part is the part I, I'm not sure I agree with because yeah. the fact of the matter is that when the option's available, globally speaking, people still prefer the large phones. Like overwhelmingly, doesn't mean that you shouldn't make a smaller phone for people, the, for the percent that do want it, like however many that is, ten percent or something. But you've got to to redesign iOS so that it's good on a small screen when ninety percent of the world wants the big screen. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe they can find ways to make it scale a little better, make it better on small phones and big phones. But they definitely shouldn't throw out being optimized for big phones when that's what globally the people really want. Well, okay, so what do you think it's optimized right now for bigger phones cuz I feel like it's people are still used to, you know, the 7 and smaller, you know, where the screen is smaller that I feel like I don't I can't I don't think it's been redesigned for anything larger really. Yeah. Uh there's been I think iOS 12 makes some changes where it doesn't quite look as right if you don't have the taller display. I'm not sure if it's really size, uh, but that's that 16 right. by nine instead of going to like the the sort of two to one ratio. There's a lot of things that when you open up the the app, it kind of looks cut off. Mm -hmm. It's not really because it scrolls, but it's it's meant to show you more vertical space. Like um, because so you I guys feel like it's kind of like that, but it's it's not huge. I don't find there's a huge difference in that. Because you guys all have the max, does it give you like an extra row uh, or column of of you know icons? Because it's it's there's enough space for it, right? I've, but I don't think it does. It just treats it exactly the same, but scale. No, right? but it's right. yeah. But I, I think what you're talking about is when he says the smaller things. It's not just size. It's that when you lose vertical space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going sixteen aspect ratio. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I will say, you know, going back to the smaller, you know, the idea of smaller phones, I had to go buy something at the Apple store, and it had actually been long enough that I hadn't used an iPhone 7 for a while. And so the genius gave me, you know, a phone to fill out my information. And I was like, what is this, an SE? And I realized it was a 7. <laughs> I had gotten so used to that, um, 10S Max. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see if uh, uh, Apple comes out with an, a new smaller phone. It'd be interesting. You know, it, Apple could... You know, it'd be nice if they put some effort into it. Yes. And, you know, instead of just coming out with a phone with an updated processor and stuff like that. I think they Yeah, could... basically an iPhone 7's body with new stuff stuffed inside. Yeah. Like, it'd be nice if they did something a little more custom than that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that'd be the way to go. The question is, can they? Because I feel like there's lots of everyone, and I was one of them, was like, I'm holding out for a new small phone. But mm-hmm. I'm not willing to sacrifice any of the features. Like I still want all right. the all the cameras. I still I still want yeah. the battery size, and you know, so I want everything. Yeah, and you can't. You just there's only so much room inside. You have yeah. to. The, the you got to make a cutoff somewhere, yeah, especially with the power. It just means we're not dreaming correctly. Yeah, <laughs> just dreaming a little ahead of time. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> give it. Yeah. The 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 issue is that like the putting all this work into designing and making and supporting a small phone. And then what is it going to be? 5%, 10% of their global sales? Like, is it worth doing that right. for that much? And that's kind of why the SE is the 5S with some new guts inside. Like they don't, they didn't spend a whole lot of effort making a whole new phone for that. And I, I, if they do a new small phone, I think it's going to probably be something like that where they take the iPhone seven or eight body Put some new guts inside. Although I would be willing to take like the the width and the height, and and sacrifice a little bit of depth because I feel like it's <laughs> I I don't have a I'm not I've never been someone who's like oh it needs to be thinner and thinner. It's like nah, they, yeah, they could go back to being you know the the same width as it used to be. Yeah, the thing uh, about thickness, this, you mean? If yeah, thickness. If if I could yeah. get all those features still. The We've thing about the thinness is because I usually <laughs> keep a case on it, and the thinner it is, the more less obnoxious the case is. So that's something to keep in mind when everybody just thinks, "Oh, they're just getting thinner." Because I would say a huge number of us were, you know, have our phones with cases, and that not can't, me. I know you don't. You're not crazy. Mike Simon. You're really crazy, <laughs> and with glass back and everything. Well, don't talk about I, how good a phone looks if you're going to put a case on it. That's stupid. I do, but it's I an Apple a, case. No. I have the thinnest possible case I can buy because yeah. all I really care about is scratches. Yeah. Yeah, I've shattered enough that I care more about that. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. um, there, there's a lot of there are a lot of comments since this is kind of like we're talking about iPhones and yeah. iPhone design. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let me just kind of throw them all kind of out there sure. at you guys. Oh boy! Um, and uh, one of them is I would like an iPhone with a boxy design. Um, and then another from Dunder, and they also ask, uh, which iPhone uh, camera design do you prefer? Um, and then uh, Dead Sea says uh, that they have the 10s Max and will never go back to a smaller display. I agree. Um, another comment about killing the camera bump, and there's a lot of people who just hate the camera bump. Yeah, um, we and, have yeah. a series of hot takes from the same person right. that all go along these lines. Yes. So. Yeah. So, so I'll throw it back to you guys. Yeah. So uh, along the lines, uh, the, our next hot take comes from B Macadelic and he had actually a few hot takes, a lot of it focusing on Apple's iPhone design. Uh, one of them says that 
that you know making the rear camera flush with the iPhone. Another one saying that the iPhone should mimic the new iPad Pro, going with square edges instead of rounded edges. Mm-hmm. Another one saying that the iPhone notch, uh, get rid of the notch, bring back the bezel, but only on the top part. So he had a. Uh, so yeah, people have their opinions on the on the design. Uh, you know, it's. Um, I'm going to disagree about the notch thing where like to get all the stuff that's in a true depth module up into uh, a bezel. I mean, you can move things around a little bit, but having it just on one side Mm -hmm. is one of the things that I don't like about all these Android phones where they're like, it's not symmetrical. So if you're going to have a a gap, you're going to have it at the top and bottom. And I like that that's the same all the way around on the iPhones. And that's a distinguishing characteristic. Yeah. I don't think the notch can stay forever, but I don't know right. what the solution is because when you think of mm-hmm. when you see what's in it, you're like, well, there's not a lot of room to get rid of this. Yeah. It's not just yeah. like you can't do one of those hole punch camera things with all the stuff that's in a no- in the notch. There's a lot in there. You know, the the only element you know, and it's with Face ID phones. The only thing that the thing that bothers me more than a notch is that little white bar that stays on everything when you're like playing a game. The menu bar down there, yeah, yeah. The menu bar. Yeah, and so that that's the I find that a more annoying than a notch. Maybe that can go away to. after some time, you yeah. know, after people get used to sure. how to inter, how to interact with with no home button. I agree with the the idea that the iPad Pro's industrial design is a way forward. Uh, I don't think we'll see it this year. I don't think we're going to see a major industrial design change for the iPhone this year, just like a change in the camera bump or something. But when they do it, I like that. I like those the way the corners and the edges are are squared off and the thickness of it and all that other stuff for the Pro. Better make a stronger casing. <laughs> well, it'll be smaller, so you don't have yes. that leverage. I know. It's not, not going to bend like the like the six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I w- I will say that <laughs> those kind of sharper edges, um, like that was on like what was that the four the s the last yeah, the or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I find that that left a a much stronger mark and wore a hole kind of in my pants. Uh-huh. A lot oh. quicker. So I don't know for for people that that Again, matters. No case. That's the no case thing. <laughs> the dice you're rolling. So then, so that, so yeah. Okay. So like people who who want who care about the edges are going to put a case and then complain about the edges. Well, no, because you have the case that is shaped that <laughs> way, but it's not yeah. going to have the bumps. So, um, but yeah, I I think a while back I wrote an editorial about how they should copy the iPad Pro's design. Let it be a little thicker. Get rid of the bump. Take yeah. all that extra space and give us battery. Yeah. Everybody be happy. I think people care more about having a huge battery and no camera bump mm-hmm. than they care about right. being a millimeter thicker. Yeah. Well, the, the the problem is, I don't know if it's necessarily a problem, but so when Apple introduces these things like the notch and the camera mm-hmm. bump, mm-hmm. people don't like them, but they accept them. And then over the years, they come, they become synonymous with the iPhone, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, so then it becomes like Apple doesn't want to change it because that's what people, you know, people come to. Yeah. You know, I think it, camera bumps have gone past that. They've yes. looped all the way yeah. back around to where it's like so many phones have that. Now, if you made it flush, it would be that would be like exactly that right, would be an innovation, thing. so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they even so. the pixel went back on it. They made that a big marketing push with the original pixel that it was no camera bump and it was flush. And then, you know, later yeah. pixels so much. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would like to see a, a flush camera too. I, it drives me crazy when, especially that because I have my iPhone on my desk. Yeah, and then I use yeah. it, and it like wobbles. you know, it, it so, wobbles. Okay, <laughs> get a case. I flush. would say at least, <laughs> at least if the camera module was centered, then it wouldn't yeah. wobble. Mm. You know, so that's that would be an easy fit, or you know, and, and I guess it would have to be horizontal versus how it's vertical right, now, right. and then it, it would be like okay, now it's it's slightly tilted a little bit. But at least so one it's the, not rocking. One of the viewers asked about like what camera design do we like? Because there's mm. a couple floating out there for they're they're saying there's going to be at least on the Max yeah, this mm. year and another camera. It's going to be a three camera three back camera. setup plus the flash. And there's an off center one, and then there's a horizontal centered pill shaped yeah. camera module uh, as supposed designs they're considering. And I like that one better. I think it looks better, but I also like it for the reasons you mentioned. If you put it on your desk, it's not going to wobble left and right very easily. Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird for some reason. I don't uh, go, you know, like the Galaxy. I don't know why. I just don't like those centrally placed uh, cameras. It looks cheap or I, something. I don't like the vertical ones yeah. like they have on the, a lot of those Galaxy ones. But the, the renders people made of that uh-huh. supposedly horizontal one for the uh, for the iPhone, I kind of like. Yeah, I'm looking. I hope they they add an extra lens. Mm-hmm. Um, a wide lens would be nice. I think that's definitely yeah. the future for for pretty much right. all top line phones. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting because you know I've done a lot of reviews of like different phone lens manufacturers, mm-hmm. and if they do that, it's taking away like their whole kind of business, really. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be hard. All those those sort of add on snap on phone yeah. lenses. You know, uh, unless you need a fisheye or something, it's just not gonna. Why are people gonna do it? It's just annoying. Yeah, but yeah, there's. I, I'm more interested in it not because I need a wide angle or something, but just because when you the more data you can get into their computational photography engine, the better the images mm, can be. Mm-hmm. And when you're taking, you can draw data from more sensors at once in one snap and do work your magic and make it look good. So, so I'm just interested in it from that perspective. Yeah. See, and, 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 you know, just to take uh, Brian McDuff's here, his main point, his first one, that the iPhone models are thin enough. I think that's mm-hmm. a key word. Yes. I agree that they are thin enough going back to what I was saying. I don't know that I would like to go back to thicker though. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. Phone. Okay, so this uh, on Twitter, Reg Oreg says, uh, "Phone design is over. Flagship phones have been reduced to their essence." Um, it's an interesting kind of thought to just kind of build upon it. Like, would there ever be, you know, from like whether it be Samsung uh, or Apple, like kind of boiling it down to an like a very very simple phone, like as clean as as you can get. You know, maybe no camera, being mm. small. You know, what like what could the most basic, but still like kind of like quality phone, um, right. Be. I don't think people realize just how important the cameras are. It's not just <laughs> taking selfies and some people like don't that. take any photos though. It, but you can yeah, use it for that's, sending that things. percentage of people like cameras are selling phones. Like yeah, that's true. What's, that's a, that's the selling point. And cameras are used for like QR codes and things like that. I mean, it's basically an iPod Touch, right? Yes. Would be kind of like a core phone right now is like an iPod Touch. Is that right? What that but with be? cellular. But I guess you could, right, one right. one could argue then it's like if you don't use your phone to take photos that need to be high quality, 
Um, like you're not, you know, you're not trying to save them, right. and you just need something for QR. Maybe there's just that, t- like you don't have the camera bump, and you just have a tiny, you know, yeah. much smaller a, megapixel camera. What a hard sell though, like to put in all the effort to engineer <laughs> and make that product right. that is for such a narrow, narrow, tiny part of the market who just is like, eh. I don't take pictures with my phone when like everybody else is taking more and more and more pictures all the time. It's the Marie, Marie photo Kondo quality, effect. Photo quality <laughs> is like that. That No, the camera brings people joy, man. It sparks joy. <laughs> well, see, I'm no, not even talking about this. I'm not talking the bump, about, though. you know, somebody's like, okay, what does the port look like? Here, I'll take a photo. Here it is. I mean, and if you don't have that option, that's annoying. I mean, yeah. yes. Anyway, so I yeah, I'm not sure that I even agree with the the fundamental aspect that like they've been distilled down to their essence uh-huh. and are and there's nowhere left to go. I think we hear that every now and then mm-hmm. and then. But if I look back two years mm-hmm. at what a phone was and and an iPhone like the best iPhone, I'm like, well, boy, they really have done a lot of things yes. in the last yeah. two or three years. You know, so there's generational. There's plateaus and then there's a leap and then there's a plateau and then there's a leap. It's not a straight line where it gets better by the same amount every year. Yeah. But I think there's places left for it to go. Like AR. And they yeah, really I mean, have to do a good sale on AR because right now it's just so gimmicky. It is gimmicky. They they need a um, they need a must-have app. Right. And it needs to be built into the iPhone. It yes, needs to yeah. be something that you don't go download. They need to not rely on right. third parties to make it. Yeah. Yes. The iPhone was like that. Like the iPhone ignoring the cool design and all that and and usability of it mm-hmm. it's it, google maps was killer on that yeah. it blew away anything else you could do on anything in your pocket any pda whatever yeah. visual voicemail was a revolutionary yeah. at the time and these were had nothing to do with processing power or the the external design of the device and stuff it was just like a killer those were killer apps so they need ar needs that it needs something where the fundamental parts that come right. with your iPhone use AR and you go, wow. Yeah. Which I leads us to. Yeah. <laughs> so that leads us to our next hot take from zero uh, X sixty eight sixty nine. He says that phone hardware has plateaued over the past couple of years. Apple should focus on adding new innovations to iOS and advancements to Siri because she is an idiot. Look at well, the no pixel art. three may hardware, awesome software. No, you're never going to get an argument from us that Siri needs to be better. <laughs> yes, we, we are the Siri bashers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, I love cool things they're doing like Siri shortcuts, but that is a far away from just when I talk to Siri and ask it something, it needs to give me better, more yeah. useful information that works with more of my stuff more often. Like, yeah, it, it, Siri needs to get better for sure. I can't remember if I made this point in the actual um, best shortcuts article, but there's, you know, it should be, you know, there's a lot of this stuff. Ooh, look at this cool short you can do. And I'm like, this should just be built in a Siri. Why are we having to do these special shortcuts for that? So, yeah. I think uh, the idea that they need to focus more on iOS, like, I don't think they're focusing any less than they possibly could. Like, in fact, that was one of the problems people were having is they try and do too much too often. And we're getting these buggy iOSs and they need to, like tone it down with iOS 12 and we got this really awesome stable fast iOS 12 that everybody was like wow it's so fast and my the performance is better and the battery life's great and it's I mean they always have some bugs but compared to previous iOS's it's been it's been awesome so I I think they pushes their their foot's on the floors in terms of that and that 
if, if they're not able to beat Google in this area or that area, I don't think that's for lack of trying. You know, I think they're trying. And I think it's really important to remember that, yes, this was supposed to be a cleanup year. They made that point very mm-hmm. clear. And so, you know, hopefully this year we'll see some really cool stuff in, in iOS. I don't know if we will. But, uh, yeah, that that's what, you know, Apple said that from the beginning, that this is going to be kind of like, you know, we're, we're going to. You yeah, know, they didn't back. phrase it that way, yeah. yes. <laughs> you know, because they don't want to make it sound like they're not innovating and stuff. Right. And there's new stuff, but it's yeah, there's this year was supposed to be a well, hang on, we need to address some of right. these issues with iOS before we just cram features and features. But I think they try. I think they I think they honestly are. I don't think anyone's going like, well, we'll just innovate on hardware and not mm-hmm. do so. I think they're doing software as much as they can. Yeah. And I don't think phone pro- hardware is plateaued. I think I don't either. CPU and GPU performance, it keeps getting better. It's not going to make a huge difference, but putting all that machine learning hardware in the phone does make a huge difference, and that's going to keep getting way better, and it's going to have big impacts on things like Siri and your camera and all these other things that people care about. And as a reminder, we have an OS now that runs really well on older devices to the point that people aren't buying new phones, yeah, and uh, so there is that, yeah, so they did clean it up that well. Yeah. There was a comment earlier about iOS. Uh, when will do? When do you think Safari will bring the full desktop experience to iOS? And then someone else was asking, when do you think uh, Safari will be updated for macOS as well? But um, specifically, I think they're talking about because on the iPad yes, Pro, I, I was it's say, just not a good experience. That's the main reason. If they're going to have that as a work device, that really needs to have a desktop Safari on iPad. Yeah, yeah I would not be surprised if that happened this with ios 13 if on ipads the ipad experience for ipad already they you they have it you can show tabs and stuff and it's not the which you don't really want that much on your iphone when you turn into landscape you get them and it's it you have so little space to see the actual web page it's not on ipads it's it's closer but it still defaults to loading mobile sites if one is available and I really don't think that's the right way to go. So I would not be surprised if iOS 13 made that change on iPads. Yeah. It's this close. Yes. And as far as updating it on the Mac, I mean, every year there's a Safari update on the Mac. I, you know, it's, I, I don't know what major thing they could do to make it like, oh, Safari is so different now on the Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, in, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're interested in Safari on the Mac. And what's what they've been working for on Apple actually has a Safari technology preview. I think you have to be a developer though to to, to get it. Mm. So uh, I haven't been using it. I have it, but I haven't been using it lately. But uh, they have, it's a Safari technology preview, and they uh, showcase some new features that they're working on sometimes on, in it. So is there anything to be excited about? Well, like I said, I haven't used it in a while, so I, it's. I can't say what what's in it, but if you if you're really interested in you know seeing what Safari, what's going to be happening with Safari, you can maybe do some research, see if you can get in and on that on that program. I think you have to be a developer though to, in order to do to work on that. So. It tends to be that what what's coming up in the Safari, you know, developer betas and stuff, um, and the preview program tend to be things around security and privacy, right? They keep doing things like around not letting websites track you, hmm. you know, and, and stuff like that. That's that seems to be where most of the innovation is going. I'm not sure if I'm remembering this correctly, but I think they added in some sort of dark mode flag thing that lets sites right. recognize mm, yes. whether or not you're 
Mac is in dark mode and show a dark mode version of the website if one is available. Yeah. Not a lot of websites do that stuff now, but mm-hmm. obviously, you know, that's going to be a, a thing going forward. Yeah, that's an <laughs> and option. if they ever yeah. get and and if they bring dark mode to iOS, which we all hope and expect they'll yeah. do this year, then they're going to want to do that. They're going to want to have an easy way for websites to say show the dark mode of my website if they're in dark mode. Yeah. So we've been talking a lot about the iPhone, but our next hot take from uh, Still Tortoise says that people are waking up to the ridiculousness of smartphones being the source of everything digital in their lives. Apple's growth of services revenue should not be built around the iPhone as the delivery mechanism. So I don't know if people are waking up. I kind of like it. You know, I don't even <laughs> yeah. have a TV at home. I watch everything on my darn phone. You know, anyway. I have two teenage boys and... You know, they spend any free moment like this. Yes. With, you yeah. Know, looking at their phones. I don't know if people are waking up. I, I, I think people are, if anything, people are getting more drawn into it. it right. Seems like. So maybe. Sales are going down because upgrades aren't as frequent. Mm-hmm. Right. But the actual, the actual total monthly users of the iPhone keep going up. Yeah. So it's not like they're ditching their iPhones. They're, they're, just hanging on to them yeah using them more um i agree and i think even apple agrees that it needs to find the right way to make services available on more platforms and you saw them really do that with the tvs this year bringing airplay to a bunch of tvs and even the the itunes video store stuff to those samsung tvs which is not the tv app but and and there's rumors that they're going to do like sort of a streaming stick that's really cheap instead of the like more expensive um apple tv and yeah i think that i think they would probably agree services need to be in more places you have apple music on android um and uh, that's going to happen over time but i still think the uh, iphone is the center of their universe and i agree but you know it was like you know if i remember correctly the way that the ipod took off is you know they started you know allowing it where you could use it with windows and everything yep. else like that and so windows and usb yeah they're, they're you know so like the home pod why, why aren't you you know unlocking that more why aren't you you know and it seems like apple would be because they make good stuff would be a lot more successful if they just you know didn't try to keep everybody reined into this garden yeah and i i i if if that's the way we're taking it, that it should not just be built around the iPhone, we should extend it to other things. I agree, mm-hmm. but uh, but you know, well, I, services make more sense than than certain hardware things for that. Like sure. I can understand why the Apple Watch is intrinsically tied to your iPhone because there are right privacy and security reasons to yeah. do that. Not to mention other sort of things about the way they communicate with each other that do battery life and stuff where you can't quite do all the same things you would do if you Mm -hmm. made it available on Android. Um, And, you know, AirPods do work on Android, Mm -hmm. but it would be nice if they made them work easier than just standard Bluetooth, if they brought some of that connection magic that they do to iPhones. But, you know, they build that into the core of the operating system because they can, and then you get this amazing, easy connection between your your AirPods and your iOS devices. So... I totally agree. Yeah. There should be like the easy pairing and stuff. But yeah. That's other, yeah. Like the the Spotify thing on uh, on the HomePod is just ridiculous. That should not. Yeah. Be so going the other way, allowing other people's exactly. services on their devices. Yeah, I think they definitely need to broaden that out, especially on HomePod and especially with Siri. They need to make more. Um, what do they call it? Domains mm-hmm. for Siri. Yeah. Yeah. 
Our next hot take comes from uh, Demetrius VLC. He says that if Apple doesn't switch from hard drives to SSDs in their new iMacs, it'll be a huge mistake. We can all agree that hard drives must die. They've done it in MacBooks, and it's time to move on also in iMacs. And part of me, I really want to agree with them here, <laughs> except the fact but... that iMacs are so predominantly used in production Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you need storage. storage. You can't get four terabytes in an SSD. Well, you can, but you're going to pay a okay, lot of money for it. Ridiculous amount of money for that. Yeah. So prices are going down, but they're not going down that much. Yeah, and well, who knows if prices will ever get down mm-hmm. that much for SSD? There's just I think a limit. Fusion Drive was a great compromise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I I agree with them in the sense that you Fusion Drive is not the default on a couple of the lower end iMacs. Right. They start with hard drives. You can upgrade to a Fusion Drive or an SSD. I think they need to at least be Fusion Drives. Yeah, that's true on the 5K iMacs and one of the builds of the 4K iMac, but like the there's a, you can get a 4K iMac or non-4K iMac still that have regular hard drives in them. As their main hard drive? As their main hard drive. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I agree. That's not, it's not good enough. Fusion Drive really gets, it's a, I think it's a really good compromise between that capacity and price and performance. It, it finds a good sweet spot for general users. And you can always upgrade to the SSD if you just like, wow, I really need this performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so a little inside baseball. Whenever Jason comes into the office, he has an iMac, <laughs> and he boots up his iMac. It's a hard drive based iMac. It's a 2014, <laughs> and he, he boots it up, and then he has to find something to do for the next half an hour. <laughs> it's a, fi- a five year old iMac, and it's it's so annoying because it it gets to the desktop pretty fast, but it is not yes. done. <laughs> I'm looking at the desktop and I, I'm like, okay, launch Outlook, <laughs> Slack, Safari, and then I'm just looking at a beach ball for 20 minutes. Wow. And, and a lot of it, it has to do with because it's an older iMac, but also mostly because it's a hard drive based iMac. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just got to chug along. And so yeah, at I'm some just... point, Mac OS really stopped working great with non fusion drives, yeah. just like hard, regular old hard drives. And yeah. it's just not, once everything's loaded, it's fast enough for the things I need to do in the office, but right. I mean, because it's such a user experience thing, I'm surprised that Apple hasn't just said, you know what, your your main drive is gonna have to be an SSD, and if mm-hmm. you want more storage, then we'll throw on you know a two to four terabyte or whatever um, hard drive, you know, because you want that, but we're not yeah. gonna let you have a, a bad experience, you know, because you. Want to yeah. save money? Yeah. I guess. Well, uh, so that Mac behind me is a is the fi- a five K iMac, and it's got a Fusion Drive, like a two terabyte Fusion Drive, and it is for most of the things I do, it's pretty much indistinguishable from an SSD. Like in terms of just loading up the apps you use every day and stuff, there's it's got enough. The way they cache with flash memory on those Fusion Drives, it does a really good job of that. So I think that's a perfectly fine place to put as the base level in yeah. terms of user experience. And I recently upgraded my PC at home, and so mm-hmm. I've like always been like following kind of prices, 
and SSDs have dropped a ton. Yes. Um, yeah. So I can but see two it. But terabytes or something is still. Oof. I saw a terabyte went on sale for $58 yesterday. So there was that. And one of the issues is it's not easy to throw an extra drive in your iMac. Like, oh, I'm out of space. Right. Let me add another yes. drive in there. It's like, no, well, you can add an external USB C drive. Right. But other than that, it's just not a thing. So you really have to get as much storage as you're going to need when you buy it. <laughs> you really yeah. want to do that. Yeah. Well, this brings us to our last hot take for the day from, uh, I'm sorry, I had it open here. It's from Analimit98. And he says that Apple is starting to lose me as a customer because each time I buy a product, it gets more and more expensive for the next iteration. It's getting hard to afford this stuff over one thousand dollars for phones is going too far i think a lot of people are in the same boat with this mm-hmm. so and as i was reading it when i first read this and i started thinking about it, I was thinking, well you know we could get into a bigger discussion about how a dollar isn't worth a dollar anymore <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. the, the, inflation you mean just yeah. talk about uh, right. economic principles e- economic pr- and i know nothing you know i am far from able <laughs> to talk about those kind of issues so but you know a billion dollars this sounds trite but a billion dollars isn't what a billion dollars used to be does that make sense you know what i mean yeah yeah so you know yeah regardless of what it the truth is the the people's perception is that these are too expensive right and and that's That's there's there's no arguing around that like there's no you could be right and say that it's got it's a better value. I think Apple's very focused on value. I think they're like, yeah, you're paying more, but you're going to keep it longer and it's going to work better longer and all this other stuff. But that doesn't drop the, the cost of entry. Mm-hmm. And they'll right. talk about their trade-in programs. Well, yeah, you could have a trade-in program to make a $1,000 phone more affordable, mm-hmm. but you could have that same trade-in program to make a $500 phone even more affordable. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree that Apple's solution of selling older phones still as a way to to address a lower cost market isn't ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, And the iPhone XR was a a good stab at saying like, well, let's try and give people more of that $1,000 experience without costing quite so much. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to do stainless steel and all that stuff, but I think it needs to go further. I need to, there needs to be another option below that. It's more reasonable that when somebody trades in their phone, at the end of the day, they're just not paying this. He's crazy. Yeah, I agree. He's and it's it's not just the phones though. You know, it's prices on everything Apple selling is is going up. It's yeah, you know, when, everything. Yeah, everything. You know, when people when we were watching the uh, Apple Watch presentation, one of the people remarked was like, "What the?" When the price came up, we yeah. were all like, "What?" Twenty percent more. Yeah. MacBook Air, twenty percent more. Everything. Yeah. Every new version of something for the last since the iPhone. 10 yeah. has been like the iPhone 10 just said took their most expensive phone they've ever made like the the base model cost and just slapped 20% on there 25% yeah. I think it was 25% just boom mm-hmm. you know and 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 it was supposed to be this big premium thing but now that's where the center of gravity is yes. for right. Apple right and Apple Watch did that, and HomePod's the most expensive one of those things you can get and it just keeps going and going yeah, too much. yeah. Yeah, so, that, yeah, there's yeah. 20% Apple is, never needs to be the value leader, but it does need to, to come down from its crazy right. wherever it is now. If there's any 
I guess on the bright side of things, we're at a point now where buy if you bought some new piece of hardware now, mm-hmm. using it for five years mm-hmm. doesn't feel like you're behind right. on the technology. Does that make does that make sense? Whereas, like mm-hmm. in the past, if you were to use say like a MacBook, like you know, like if you were in the we 90s, just talked about my five year old iMac at work. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, and it I still feel feels like- usable after it's booted. <laughs> so, well, and but. Uh, <laughs> It's a problem, whereas this iMac behind me that just we got last year um, or the year before last at, at, at the end of the year, in f- when that thing's five years old, it is going to be much more usable right, than, right. than the five-year-old, the 2013 like iMac that's yeah. in, on my desk. Yeah. I don't think you'd say that about phones, though, because like an Al- a f- iPhone 5S is, what, five years old? Yeah. And I think yeah. you would all be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty old. Yeah, but it's but still, it used to be two years old was time to upgrade. Now three years old looks more okay, possible, okay. right? Yeah. So it's still stretching out. Um, but but as Apple become gets wants to sell more and more services, the yeah. best way to do that is to get more and more people into their ecosystem. And maybe it's worth going. Well, we make less money. We're gonna we're gonna lower prices on at right. least the entry level things. Right. We're gonna make less money, but that's okay. We're gonna expand our ecosystem. And that's going to come back to us in the services. So as as they add services, maybe it's time to start um, adjusting where their profit comes from and bringing the prices down on some of the hardware. You know, wouldn't it be crazy? Because you know, a lot of companies that focus on services and they offer a device or something for that service, sell that device as a loss leader. Mm-hmm. You'll mm-hmm. never see that from Apple. Never, no. <laughs> but, but that would be crazy, you know, if, if Apple did do that. But yeah, you'll never see that from Apple, unfortunately. They like their margins. They like to make their money from their hardware. So. But yeah, that whole, I mean, that's, everyone's arguing at them that making money from hardware is not where you need to be yeah. anymore. And yeah. they seem to be taking it to heart. I mean, Tim Cook just wants to say services a million times. Yeah, like every, 50%, you right. know, fee for journalists for their yeah. news service. <laughs> so there uh, are the publishers thing. Yeah, there are a few last co- uh, comments and questions. Sure. Uh, first, we have from Adam Cohen, Cohen, who says, thanks for covering my tweet. That was the last yeah, so person I just tweeted. Tweet, yeah. um, and then there was a question about when uh, will or will there be a battery case for the uh, iPhone XS Max? Yes. And then yes. also, uh, will there be an I- iPad Mini? Any thoughts yes. about iPad Mini? I think there or, will be one, but you know, I wrote that editorial where I, I I don't really see the point of it. But you know, it, it'll be cheaper. It you know, people will like it and stuff. I just I can't see it being that big, but I could be wrong. So there yeah, was there's a, this, there's persistent rumors about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a rumor recently about a new iPad Mini Five coming out. The rumors are persistent so. enough that I think we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to see one. And then yeah. there was one more comment. Yes, but the 10s oh. Max battery case, it's out. It's out. Yeah, there is a 10s Max battery case. It came out a couple out. of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. 130 bucks. Yeah. Um, and then guys like Mophie and stuff uh, have others too. Yeah. yeah, you just got one like yesterday, didn't you? The Apple one yeah, is available black and white. Yeah, they've got a new one just white. coming up. Yeah. yeah. The and, Mophie one just coming up is called the Access, mm-hmm. and it makes the lightning bolt, the, the lightning port available. And it still works with wireless. Actually, I think it wirelessly charges your phone is the way it works. But yeah, make sure lightning port available, which is one of the issues with a lot of the third-party cases. So Yeah, if you want one for the 10X Max, it's already out. Yep. Yeah. 
And then there was one more comment about a new large capacity iPod uh, that would be more dedicated just to music, really, still. Good luck, man. <laughs> it's all sure. Oh, large capacity iPod yeah. touch. Yeah. yeah. It's Apple, it's, yeah. I mean, you can buy tracks in iTunes, but it's all about Apple Music. It's all about streaming and just caching yeah. the things you listen to the most, which doesn't need a ton of space. And that whole thing of like, I've got my 40 gigs of music or more than that. I've got, you know, a hundred gigs of music on my iPod. Like they just don't care about that market. That market is shrinking and smaller all the time. They're not going to go that way. It's all about streaming. There, there may be an iPod touch that you can get a 128 gig version of or something like that. But that whole, just, this is an iPod with a huge amount of storage for you to carry all your music in high resolution. I don't think that was interested. Speaking of streaming, Mike pointed out in Slack here that uh, Apple is apparently aiming for April to launch its new video service, but uh, Netflix won't be a part of it, and HBO may not be either, so that'll be hard getting that off the ground. And I, I did also look up the um, the Safari uh, like preview. Yeah. That is available for everyone, but it is on their developer website. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. So, that's cool. it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was a fun the, the hot take show are always fun mm-hmm. to go through. So it's it's fun to read people. These were good ones. Uh, use hot yeah. takes. So, uh, so thanks for everyone contributing to the hot take show. If we didn't get to your hot take, uh, apologies. Uh, but uh, we'll do another hot take show. And yeah, we uh, enjoy doing these. Yeah, yeah, we enjoy doing them, and I like reading what people thoughts and thoughts are about Apple's technology. So, um, yeah. So thanks to everyone who participated. So. Um, like to thank Jason on the remote. Thanks for joining us today, Jason. Thank you. Like to thank Life in the studio. Thank you. Thanks to our producer Dan. You're welcome. And like again, thanks you to the audience. Thanks for joining us. We're live Wednesdays, usually at 10 a.m. <laughs> today so, was a mess. Today was a mess. Yes. It took me an hour and a half to get to drive to work when normally it takes under an hour. Yeah. And in no yeah. traffic takes half an hour. It took me almost an hour in an Uber. So. so. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, when we're running late, I try to we try to update Twitter and our homepage as to when we'll start. We but usually we I mean we're usually not that that late. We're not perfect. <laughs> yes. We're human. So, but we're usually live Wednesdays at ten o'clock Pacific on Twitter and YouTube. So uh, check our homepage for topics that we'll be talking about on the show. So and if you missed the live version of the show. Well, you wouldn't be watching this now, so it wouldn't, wouldn't matter what I'm saying. Going to say, but we do post the podcast uh, a couple hours after the live broadcast on our website. So if you want to rewatch it, uh, in case you missed some of the show, so that does it for MacWorld Podcast Episode 640. So from San Francisco, thanks for watching. Bye.